Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Listen anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 17 17 700. The weekend is underway. Paul Cooney here with the former Celtic and Scotland star Simon Donnelly. Simon, very happy new year. And to you, Paul, yes. Good uh, start for you. Yes. Uh, recovering now, well into the week, first week of recovery in January. I heard you had a good weekend. Uh, that seems a while ago, probably. Does, yeah. And you got through the snow from Renfrewshire. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't looking too great this morning. Uh, but yeah, things improved as the day went on, so got here quite safely. Simon, it's the one hour special. We spoke with you between just after Christmas and New Year. And today, well, we're just, what, nine days away from the league resuming the Cinch Premiership. But there's still doubt about how many fans are going to be back. The meeting of the clubs uh, indicated that they think the data shows the fans could be back. I mean, a full capacity, for example, say 55,000 a week on Monday for Celtic against Hibs. Rangers could be full capacity at Petordry the following night, Aberdeen Rangers. But there's some doubt whether or not it will get the go-ahead for a full house. We're not the experts, Simon, but you would hope that fans can come back in big numbers soon. Yeah, I think everybody hopes that. And even driving in here before I, I heard the news from yourself, I was full of optimism. I thought, you know, I'd heard little whispers yesterday that things were t- uh, coming back to normal for the 17th. And that was great. But now there's maybe possibly going to be a setback. We don't know, but chomping at the bit to get the football back, but we need to get the fans back as well. Yes, a spokesman for the the league said to Keith Jackson has done well in this story this week. Uh, and the league sp- sports spokesman said it's now almost universally accepted that while clearly there's more infections, the Omicron variant is far less severe in its impact. Although COVID has shown time and again, you can't take anything for granted and we agree. We're therefore quietly optimistic that the club's vote to bring forward the winter break to allow breathing space was the right thing and hopefully full grounds will be back starting on the 17th because we know they're two big games but we know we're only, what, well, less than a month, just over three weeks away to 2nd of February, Celtic against Rangers at, at your old ground at Celtic Park and surely we're going to get a full house. I would like to think so. I really would like to think so. Uh, I'm saying it to you as if you're Jason Leach and you're going to tell us, <laughs> go on, Simon Donnelly. He just gives bad news. <laughs> well, no, uh, no, listen, it's the health and safety is the most important thing. I think everybody knows that. But for us in football, you know, we discussed it last week on the show. It's, it's not the same. You know, we, we suffered this coming through the first lockdown and we, we put up with it to a point because... You know, it, it was tough times, but we've had the taste of the fans back. We've realised how much you need the fans, and these games are just not the same. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, we can get back to 
to normality in terms of you know capacity crowds. Get the vaccine. Get yep. your booster if, yep. if old enough, and most people are now. Yep. And there's a there's a high rate in Scotland. People have been doing it, and it's been brilliant. So please continue to do that. Get the vaccination, get the booster, and let's go on with life. Because mental health, we talk about it a lot, quite rightly. But for young people, old people, all ages, this has been difficult. And I think if you're out and about, take the right precautions, wear the mask and whatever, be careful, social distancing, but... Let's try and get on with life. Uh, the Championship goes ahead this weekend, as it has been doing. And uh, since I last saw you, of course, Derek McInnes now in charge at Kilmarnock. Good signing for you, the ex-Aberdeen boss? I think so. I think so. I think Derek's been out of the game for a little bit now, uh, doing a bit of punditry, taking a wee bit of time out. I read the article or his interview, taking some time with his family. You know, he's been away from them for so long, travelling, you know, to Aberdeen. Because they lived in the Glasgow area, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, and I think that was what he was saying, you know, Kilmarnock, it's, it's not the obvious choice or the reason why he went there, but, you know, it was going to be a lot different from commuting to Aberdeen, that's for sure. You know, and he, had, he did that for eight seasons, but he's, he's taken a little bit of time out, refreshed himself, and they're a good club, you know, they're a Premier League mm. club, and I think he's been on record saying, you know, he doesn't want to be in the Championship any more than the Kilmarnock fans or the... Or the, or the the people round about the place want to be so I think it's a good move for him uh, gets himself back in there and hopefully they can move forward He doesn't want to be travelling to Dumfries much as we love the town of Dumfries the Dunhamers but Palmerston Park is not where he wants to be uh, more about that during the next hour yeah that's his first game Queen of the South against Kilmarnock we've got Morton Dunfermline Inverness Cali Thistle against Wraith Rovers Hamilton against Partick Thistle and Ayr against Arbroath and a new manager Lee Bullen Yeah 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 uh, Lee was down at Sheffield Wednesday mm-hmm. for a, a number of years as a player and a coach. Uh, I think he left from Dunfermline, if I'm right. You're right. But yes, it's a great opportunity for him to come back uh, and get his teeth into management, you know, this side of the border again. How's the transfer window going for you? Let's update the Go Radio listeners. It's the Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre. Um, Ewan Henderson, we told you that during the week, has signed for Hebb's initial loan until the summer and then a three-year deal. Rangers signing defender James Sands from America um, what do you think of uh, both moves first of all what about James Sands he comes with a good reputation young man he does yeah yeah I think only 21 but I think he's been round about the New York first team from 16 years of age you know so he's got an, the international set up as well so he's got good experience at his you know young age uh I think people were making out, you know, it might be a, a, a replacement for Patterson going to Everton, but I think he's more central. I think maybe defensive midfield, centre-back, but assured on the ball. So, yeah, looks as if he's got a bright future, the kid. And it'll be seven, interesting. U- seven US caps. Sorry, yeah, so, yeah, you know, so a lot of experience at 21, uh, Paul. So he'll be looking to, to try and fight his way into that first team. You know, he's not coming to, to sit on the bench and be a reserve. He'll be wanting to try and make his way into the first 11 the biggest headline of the week I suppose was Nathan Patterson going to Everton I mean it's less than fewer than 30 games for Rangers he's got Scotland caps as well it's been a great bit of business depends what you read and believe but somewhere between 12 million and 16 all in with add-ons eventually Um, a good move for him good move for Rangers and a good signing for Everton yeah I think so I think both parties will be relatively happy Uh, you don't really like to let no young players go you know you always want to see them play more but I think with Nathan we touched on it on the show before he wasn't maybe getting as much game time it'll be interesting to see if he can fit into the Everton set up I've got no doubt about the, the kid's ability I think he's shown that it's been a huge rise for him you know getting to the, the European Championships with Scotland performing so well in the World Cup qualifiers 
So I think it'll be a good move for him. Uh, I would maybe have liked to see him play more games, but maybe he's going to get that out of Everton. How many games had you played before you went to England? You'd played. I was just shy of two hundred yeah. at Celtic, but been in this. And you were international player. And you're an established seasons. Yeah, it was sure. a wee bit different. But what was it like? Was it a step up going to England? Uh, you know, I know that old firm fans, Scottish fans, don't like to hear mm. that. But what what was the difference when you went down south? The opposition you're up against. Mm-hmm. The opposition. I think I think Nathan will be up against better players. No no disrespect to the Scottish Premier League. He's going to be up against better mm-hmm. players week in, week out. Uh, I think that's the biggest difference. Uh, and it'll be a good opportunity for him. He's went down there, as I say, as an international player. And the only thing that he'll be kind of kicking his heels at at the moment is he's not played a hell of a lot of games. Mm-hmm. He'll want to play more. And, you know, hopefully in Benitez's set-up, he sees him as, as playing there. Unfortunately, he found himself at Rangers behind the captain at the time for the sure. same position. Mm-hmm. So maybe that went against him a little bit. But as I say, what I've seen of him, I have no doubt he's got a, a bright future for Everton and Scotland. What was your first game in England? We played Liverpool. Our first two games down at Sheffield Wednesday were yep. Liverpool and Man U. <laughs> <laughs> Who was in the Liverpool team? Up against uh, Fowler, Fowler scored oh, that wow, day. Fowler, uh, we got yeah. beat 2-1. Went to Old Trafford on the Wednesday night, mm-hmm. second game. Uh, left me out completely. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a vote. So Who that's was your manager? Uh, Danny Wilson. Oh, so yeah. that's how good I did on the Saturday. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we get turned over 4-0. Scholes, Beckham, Giggs, the lot. And it could have been 10. So did they bring you back for the third game? Yeah, they <laughs> yeah, did. They yeah. did. They brought. Well, I mean, it's amazing. That's what. I'm, if anyone says, "Well, Sheffield Wednesday compared to Celtic or whatever," that's not what we're saying. But you're playing up, well, up against, you know, it's a different the, league. Yeah. It's a different league. Uh-huh. And, and as I say, you're up against better players, and I think you can't really grudge the kid wanting to, you know, do well for himself. And as I say, I think in an ideal world, they would have played another few seasons at Rangers but wasn't getting game time and I think it suits both parties you know they got a good fee for him as well although he's up against his captain again isn't he Seamus Coleman who told him he's a Celtic fan and yeah, uh, sort of a bit of I've a battle that. there but I think people are proud of Nathan Patterson and it's good news for the Rangers Academy and it is good news overall for Rangers because you know, Celtic say it all the time part of the model is to bring players in and develop them either sign them for you know a couple of million and sell them <clears> on for 10 or more and Rangers are now back in that game because yeah. it's a long time since they I think tra- he came through uh, is it not ages with Billy Gilmore is it not yeah he, so he there's is. a couple of boys that have come in and major players for their international setup now so you hope that for their development they need games they need to play now they're not uh, reserves that are dipping in and dipping out they're at a stage now where they need to be playing regular so the transfer window has 24 hours 24 days 5 hours 47 minutes to go what's going to happen in the next few weeks because and how's it going to affect the destination of the title the £40 million title this year so so far with uh, Celtic with the Japanese players Hatati, Maeda and uh, Idaguchi who wants to be known as Gucci Gucci. they've come in Ewan Henderson's away okay he's been on the fringes Uh, decent player though isn't he Ewan Henderson scored last month I liked Ewan Henderson every time I seen him he caught my eye I thought that there was a future at Celtic from there I think he's maybe just been caught up in a, a a period where they're, they're bringing players in in his positions and again like Patterson not getting enough game time I think it's a good fit to go to Hibs with Sean Maloney who will be a forward thinking attacking player which Ewan Henderson looks to be and I think it'll be a, a, a good move for him I see he said a million percent I know you can't have a million percent but when he heard it, when he heard it was Sean Maloney absolutely he wanted to go there because he, he worked with them uh, yeah, at Celtic. Well, I think yeah. similar type of players mm. clever forward thinking players uh, 
like to play in the final third and create and make things happen. As I say, every time I've covered Celtic and he's came off the bench and did little things, the, the, the Real Betis game recently, always caught my eye and I thought he had a future at Celtic. But he's just get caught up in that wee bit where he's like, He's had the opportunity now to go and get more game time and you can't grudge him that and it's a good club hibs as well so it's a good fit for me I think Simon Donnelly a great front man for Celtic is Martin Boyle going to be a great front man for Celtic well, is it I've, going to happen? I've mentioned Martin Boyle as far back as yep. last season I think mm. he's one of the best performers in the Scottish Premier League and I've had a lot of flack for it saying well where's he going to fit in have you? yeah yeah a lot of Celtic uh, fans thinking is he better than what's there I think at 29 he's at the top of his form I think he's ready to have a move like that and I don't think the Hibs fans would thank me for it because I think he's a top performer mm-hmm. but you can't have enough good players and you know the criticism of Celtic of late has been the lack of depth so bringing these Japanese players in and somebody like Martin Boyle would certainly add to that and I think he'd be fighting you know for one of those positions in the top three and you think he would get that position sometimes so obviously so. Kyoko yeah. we've yet to see I mean Maeda comes with a great reputation Jikamakis yep. uh, we haven't seen it's then a headache for yeah. Ange and it's a good headache that's the one that's what you want in your squad you know people fighting for the same position who else do they need to sign or where um, do you think they need to strengthen Celtic to wrestle the title back from I Rangers think, central defence yeah or, well, Carter Vickers obviously they're mm-hmm. trying to tie up uh, six think, and a half million. There, Julian is looking to be back fit soon as well. I think somebody had said about a backup goalkeeper for Joe Hart possibly, but I think the guys that they brought in just now. I know one of the the lads. I don't know if it's Hatati or uh, Gucci who's quite utility. You know, mm-hmm. he can play in a few positions. So I think they've done good business already. I think something like Martin Boyd. Maybe I'm just looking at it from Celtic. Yeah, glasses and being a little bit greedy trying mm. to get another quality player in but I think they've did decent business so far Are you an agent for him? <laughs> <laughs> you wish Yeah, I know if this was Edinburgh Radio they would hate it wouldn't yeah, they that yeah. uh, Glasgow wants it but 29 years old Australian international For me he's one yep. of the top players in the league Yep Rangers, where do they need to strengthen then? I see that uh, Katic has deleted some of his social media. He's obviously been away on loan. Um, I suppose that's not central to what Rangers are going to do. Um, Morel is up front, of course. Will he keep, Will he go? I guess the question will be, is anyone in for him? If he was to go, they would have to strengthen Fashion Sakal has done well. But, you know, he, he's not Morelos at the moment. He doesn't have that consistency. So if you were the Rangers boss, if you were GVB, what would you be looking to do? Well, I think in this young... American that they've brought in again the, the word utility sometimes does the player a disservice but I think he can play in one or two positions I think Rangers have the stronger squad in depth at the moment uh, and unlike Ange for me Gio's not been in the door that long mm. so he's still getting to know his players uh, I think you know there's links to a, a I'll let you pronounce the name yeah. the, the VTS John Sutter no no, I'm joking <laughs> that's right uh, yeah it's the defender from uh, VTS Danilio Dweki yeah so, and I, th- I think yeah. that's an interesting one you see the influence Postacoglu working in a different pool you yeah. know the Japanese league Gio will know he'll have strong contacts back to his homelands as well and I wouldn't be surprised if one or two Dutch players come in over the time but I think just the difference between the, the two just now is he's not long in the door mm-hmm. and he's still working with the players he's got there obviously there's going to be a couple of links but I think he's more I think the, the thing you've hit there the more important thing for Rangers is not anybody 
leaving in the transfer window because as I say Morelos looks as if he's back to his, his top form I don't think they can afford to lose somebody like that Rangers squad so if that was it today if Celtic had done all the business and Rangers too has it changed has the balance of power changed or the six points that Rangers have over Celtic I think who's going to win it well I've, I've, I've went on record as Celtic it's no no surprise yes. uh, but I think Rangers have got the, the stronger position just now six points clear with what 18 games to go and that window of uh, room for error gets tighter and tighter you know the, the turn of the year normally there'd be games obviously we'd, we'd to shut down earlier these games are going to come back in the 17th a week or so away and that's when the, the race really mm-hmm. heats up that's when it'll get you know, Celtic six points can't afford to have too many more slip-ups. Lubomir Moravchik, much loved by the Celtic support. In fact, by anyone who loves football, he was a brilliant player. You know him well. He was saying a few days ago, Celtic have to win the Rangers games. They have to start beating their oldest rivals. Yeah, I think so. I think of recent times when, when Celtic were winning the leagues there, they, they had a hold over Rangers mm. in these games. And it was much better. I could reflect back to, there was a spell in the 90s when we felt Rangers had a hold over us and no matter what you, you did you went into games and you played well and then somebody would Gascoigne would break away and mm-hmm. score and the more and more that happened the soul destroying it became so I would agree with Liberal Rangers have now got that hold over Celtic in terms of that particular game and just for their own sakes they have to they have to kind of end that run uh, and quicker the better they obviously the first one's coming up in the February the 2nd but I can understand what Lobo's, where he's coming from there. You know, you have to go and apply some sort of pressure to, to Rangers now and, and really breathe down their necks. A couple of other wee headlines, because I want to ask you about John Suter in the next session. Will he be playing in an all-firm game in the coming uh, season, in, the, in this year? Um, Liam Shaw, he's off to Motherwell on loan, came from Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, maybe no real surprise, we haven't seen much of him. Came on against Real Betis, but... Liam Shaw to Motherwell will that be good for him do you think to get some Premier League experience yeah just again the theme of going and playing games Paul you've got to go and he's got his great move to Celtic but it only becomes a good move if you're playing and he's not played a lot of games Uh, I think going to Motherwell will get him that regular game time and the progression you know and and maybe he comes back to Celtic and kicks on We, we won't know until that happens but you have to play you have to play. I believe he was, again, a young kid, but he was down at Sheffield Wednesday playing and you get your move and that's great. You came to a club like Celtic, fantastic experience, but you have to play. Yeah. You want to play. Mm. How much are you missing it? Are you going to the games? Will you be at Celtic Hibs a week on I'm Monday? I'm working the, that game, yeah. Uh, Celtic TV? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I just love every other fan. That's what you, you know, when you come up, you take the step away from playing or coaching, you, you go back to you know, what you were before, the fan, and enjoying going to the games. And everybody misses out, especially that Christmas Boxing Day sure, period yeah. and, and going into the new year. Everybody, it's it's a culture with us, and unfortunately, that's we've missed it this year. Mind you, the managers in England were doing a power of whining. I'm going yeah, to ask you right, about that. You know, <laughs> Is that good news, or do you think they should get over themselves and get back to their five million a year and get on with it? They don't get big enough squads down there to Exactly. Cope. Let's talk about that after the break. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Taxi Trade, exclusive savings, no hidden fees. Search for... For your new taxi today. Let's go! 
Go Radio Football Show 525 Friday evening the weekend is here stay with Go Radio throughout the weekend Stevie Lennon will be up a bit later great music I know you enjoy it Simon when you leave here uh, of an evening there's some great tunes Can't you love tunes. your music have yep. you cannot beat the tunes any gigs in the last week or so no everything no. but this Covid yep. resurfacing everything's quiet at the moment was it James was that your last one that was my last one yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully there'll be plenty this year Fingers crossed. Have you got anyone in mind for sure that you know you're going to go to? A uh, gig? I wouldn't mind Jerry Cinnamon. I think oh, he's playing yeah. Hamden. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be decent with the, the snuts in the summer. So that'd be one to try and yep. blag my way into. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we'll look out for that one. I was at Heights a few weeks ago. They were terrific at um, St. Luke's. So aye, it was great, great to be venue. there just a month ago. It was great brilliant. little venue, aye. Football-wise then, some of the breaking news. Well, let's look at uh, from Barcelona to the bull ring in Birmingham, Philip Coutinho joining on low until the end of the season with his old mate Steven Gerrard. So what do you make of that signing? I think it could be a great move. I think uh, he's went to Barcelona and it's never really happened for him. You know, after being brilliant at Liverpool, you know, just sometimes moves don't work out you look at Hazard at Real Madrid hasn't mm. he really hit the heights that he was at Chelsea but I think he knows Stevie Gerrard for his Liverpool time and I think that helps when you go to a place where you know and trust the manager and they've got some decent players Aston Villa you know and uh, I think it's a great move it just needs an injection doesn't it the arrival of Stevie G has made a difference I mean Dean Smith was a terrific manager who did brilliantly with them but sometimes you need that change yeah. um, but they lost Grealish in the summer he hasn't lit the heather in fire uh, in Manchester but this could be the start I remember uh, Jurgen Klopp saying to Coutinho stay at Liverpool and they'll build a statue to you you will be immortal mm-hmm. and he's gone to Barca and it's, it's just not happened no it's, and it's difficult listen Barcelona come knocking it's, it's difficult they're one of the biggest clubs so Liverpool right enough but it's it's one of the ones where you think he goes and he'll kick on with the likes of Messi's and I think Suarez was still there at the time when he yeah. joined mm-hmm. but for whatever reason it doesn't work out he'll come to Villa he should be the star man at Villa and as I say he's got a manager there that trusts him knows what he's like as a player as a person and hopefully we'll get the best out of him do you think they will kick on? I then think they will. Yeah, I think, think they're going to challenge maybe six, fifth, Short the hand for them. Yeah, I yep. think this could take them from, you know, where I think they were kind of bottom of the middle half mm-hmm. when Stevie Gerrard came in. I think they're moving in the right direction. I think this will take them forward again. And uh, Kieran Trippier at Newcastle, the deal is done. He's there. Um, 12, 14 million. Same kind of money as... Um, Nathan Patterson, of course, he's yeah. 31, but <clears throat> fit as a fiddle, isn't he? England yeah, player. and I think yeah. they're looking at, I was watching the TV today, I think they're looking at another defender, so I think that's where they've identified that they need to stop showing goals and, and, and or giving away goals because they're down at the wrong end and they need to start moving. You know, it's all good and well having the money, but you don't want to be in the championship. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that, um, it's safe to say that will not be the last transfer they have no. in this transfer window. I think they're looking to bring a, a right few in. Newcastle have to because they've got to try and stay in that league because if they go down well it's going to take at least one more year for the project to kick on yeah. and maybe more because well you know the, the the championship in England how tough to come out of very tough very tough one of the most difficult leagues uh, what's so hard about it compared to you know I there's so many so many teams competing you know you look at the, the English Premiership you'd say there's maybe three or four five that can mm. compete down in the championship it can be anybody you know and I think 
anybody can beat anyone on their day. So I think it's that from that point of view. I think Newcastle going down with the finance behind them would probably bounce back, but I don't think they want to waste a year. I think they want to kick on quicker. Yeah, the offer is for the Lille defender, Sven Botman. It's an improved offer from Newcastle. So back here in Scotland, John Souter, he is wanted by championship clubs, as you know, Sheffield United, Blackburn Rovers, Forest, Stoke, Middlesbrough. Or is it going to be Rangers? There's been a lot of talk about it. We've said about it for months here on Go Radio. What about Rangers for John Souter? What do you think? What's going to happen? Well, I worked with John at Dundee United. Yep. Uh, he's a fantastic football player and he's had a couple of setbacks. Mm-hmm. I think it was his Achilles he did twice, came back and did it again. So he's missed out on a lot of football, but he's back. By all accounts, I haven't seen a lot of him this season, but he's back at the top of his form at Hearts, attracting interest. And it'll be interesting to see where he goes. You know, Rangers are interested. Does he want to go down south? That'll be a decision for John. But I think going to Rangers, I think looking at their team just now, I think he would slot in very easily. Why would you go to a championship club if Rangers come for you? Is it the money? Can they still spend more, even top of the championship, more than the champions of Scotland? There's a lot of things I think people... I mean, I was reading that or listening to that Trippier stuff and it was always yeah. just coming for the money. Of course, these guys are going to get good deals, but I think, especially speaking from experience, it's different. The club needs to be have a vision. You know, mm. the club needs to be some where you want to go and where you want to play. Is there a future? What do you, what do you want to get? Do you want to go to the Premiership? Are you happy surviving? I think all these things have to come into the equation. Uh, obviously, going to Rangers, you know, it's, it's quite obvious you have to just be number one and it's a major challenge with, with Celtic every year so I think he would I think he would stroll into the Rangers team I really do uh, I don't know so, I mean, who, who are the clubs he's linked with down south who, you say uh, so Middlesbrough um, Sheffield United yeah. um, Forest not even Forest um, have been mentioned so I mean Again, but, I think these clubs will be able to compete mm-hmm. and, and maybe even better Rangers financially but it's, it's again down to where John sees his future but a very good player and I, much like Nathan Patterson a wee bit older obviously but I think he's a major player for Scotland moving forward as well I'm hearing Brendan Rogers says that Jamie Fardy's ruled out for eight weeks hamstring injury that's bad news down there at mm. Leicester just bringing some of the news coming in this evening uh, no major transfer news today so far to date but we'll keep you right up to date and also uh, on the Go Radio football show socials Lee Griffiths uh, Dundee don't want them do they and nor do Celtic so what's uh, a bit of an impasse here yes yeah, it's, uh, it's a frustrating one because I would have liked to have seen Lee Griffiths go there and, and kick on again uh, for whatever reason it hasn't happened and then you're kind of caught in limbo you know because I don't really see there's no position for him at Celtic anymore they're bringing in more strikers and you just wonder where the future is, where he can go and, and, and get a smile on his face and back playing football and, and doing what he does best because I mean, we touched on in the break there. Mm-hmm. Arguably, he could have been at the Euros for us last year. He would know. have been, wouldn't he? Aye. Yeah. I still think our best striker when fit. But things didn't work out. And then you you, you go to Dundee and you think, what, at 31... Mm. I mean, I remember when I was coming to the end of my career, you think, well, you know, go and give it everything and, and try and have another three, four, five years and for whatever reason it's not worked out as as of yet you know I think he's only scored two goals there yep. uh, so I hope I hope something happens positive you know I hope whether another club comes in and looks at him or indeed Dundee 
decide to keep him on I hope for his sake you know something positive happens in the transfer we window. saw a wee flash the other week just before Christmas did you see the free the kick strike, yeah. yeah and it, it reminded me of you know Hamden Park 50,000 I'll never forget that day I was there it and must, suddenly we, we, did we score twice against England it must have been a <laughs> Joe Hart I was actually in the south of France that day oh. watching it. I wish I'd been at Hamden. Where were you in the south of France? Come on, tell us. I was us. down in a little place called oh. Lavondou. It was a, a family and we were watching it on one of these fire sticks uh-huh. and his free kick paused as it was oh. just going over the wall. Yeah. So it was like a 30 second <laughs> delay to whether it went into the net. Yeah. But, I mean, these these occasions, what a, what a buzz and, you know, that's what he's capable of and that's what he was capable of and that was my huge frustration in the summer that... He wasn't at a level to go down and, and, and perform for us. And uh, Sorrow, he looks to be set to go to New York Red Bulls, are on the radar for him. Would that be the right thing for Sorrow? Because for, whatever reason, he's just he's hardly featuring this year. Yeah. No, he's, he, he, he kind of came in last year and he did revitalise at him and mm. uh, Turnbull at one point when Celtic were really struggling. He brought a little bit of life to the team, but he's never held it down for any great length of time. And he looks to be way down the pecking list. So, again, it's one of those ones where you go somewhere where somebody wants you and, you know, and you try and follow your career somewhere else. It's a Go Radio Football show with the Taxi Centre, Paul Cooney, in the company of the former Scotland Celtic, Sheffield Wednesday, Partick Thistle, St. Johnson. Help me out. Who else have I the forgotten? The Pars, did you mention the fellow? Yeah, well, the Pars. How can I forget the Pars? the Pars? Hey, Big John, who was in the studio three weeks ago, he's doing well, isn't he? Beginning to get some decent yeah, results. yeah. yeah. It's a good club again, like Kilmarnock. I mean, for a lot of my time, these teams were in the Premier League. Yep. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're well-followed teams, good tradition in Scotland. So, yeah, nice to see them picking up a little bit. New managers this week, so Derek McInnes at Kilmarnock looks to be a terrific signing and real ambition. You know, they've um, pushed the boat out on this one to get somebody who, because no doubt in time, he would have been a target in England, wouldn't he? In a championship club or top of the first division or whatever. I think he would come back. He's got a great reputation. I was reading today, you know, what he did at Aberdeen. They were top four all the way in his time there. And you and I remember, you know, Aberdeen were almost relegated at times, weren't they? They were they were at the wrong end of the table for too long after the glory years of Fergie and, and, and some good years after that. But then they really plummeted. Yeah. And I remember a playoff he, he, with he, them. he came in actually he came into Aberdeen much around the similar times as we went to Dundee United. Mm-hmm. And for a couple of seasons there with some really good ding dong battles yep. with, with Aberdeen. They had a really good strong team. And we had a decent team at United as well. Uh, that was you and Jackie McNamara. Yeah, yep. and I think we actually played against Aberdeen. I think it was Craig Brown's last game. So more or less, he just came into Aberdeen just after us. But to to, to last and, and, and do so well at a club for eight years, it's not easy. It's not easy. So you have to give him full credit. Mm. And as I say, speaking from experience and coaching, you know, he probably has enjoyed the time away from it. Mm. But he's got the bug again and he wants to get in and the Kilmarnock thing's a good opportunity I believe Chris Burke's not been on with us for a couple of weeks but we look forward to seeing him soon but they've got some great uh, talent there but they definitely do need some new blood as well I'm not referring to Chris there because he <laughs> he's in terrific form um, well I see he's in terrific form he's not played enough probably he's come back from injury but they definitely need a bit of a rebuild job Go Radio Football Show Paul Cooney with the Taxi Centre uh, and with Simon Donnelly uh, Simon at this point of the season then so you still you're going to stick with Celtic uh, for Rangers we're, we're just looking to see what's going to happen during the transfer window and for Celtic too and some of the other clubs so some of the headlines I, mean, I heard Rob talking last night but Xander Clark wanted by Aberdeen and Dundee United mm. so United have got a terrific goalkeeper haven't they so but 
However, yeah. so Xander Clark, your old club St Johnson, would this not be a terrible to lose Xander Clark? I think it would. I think, yeah. it would. I think he's been, and it may be a reflection, but he's, he's been one of the best players. Xander, mm. he always, whenever I watch him, he's, he's, he's been great. I rate him highly. He's got himself into the Scottish setup. I think it would be a blow mm-hmm. to lose somebody of that quality. I think St Johnson need to keep players of that quality and, and definitely add to it, you know, because they're in a terrible situation at the moment and, yeah. and have to get out of it as quick as they can. Do you think they'll get out of this situation, bottom of the table? I think they... Well, I've seen they brought Sifji in, Nadir mm-hmm. Sifji. Right, so uh, you, you'll know him then from yeah. your time at Dundee United. Yeah, and, you know, had some a good spell with him, probably his best spell... In his career, you know, he was maybe 20, 21 at the time. I think he's 29 now, which I can't believe <laughs> time flies in so far. But uh, real ability when you get him, you know, focused, uh, needs an arm around him at times. I think he maybe, hopefully, he's a wee bit more mature now. Uh, but a great, a great lad, you know. Yeah, there's that, a bit of controversy about there, there what was, he finished there up. There was, yeah. and I think he's big and physical, and I think people. You know, at times seeing the wrong side of him because we've seen the softer side of Nads mm-hmm. away from the, the, the pitch. But when you can get him right and get him focused, he's a real threat. Well, they can, need goals can and can score goals. So they've only got uh, 14 points. They're bottom of the table. I Dundee, think they're the lowest goal scorers as well. Yeah, they are. Yeah. It's a 10 goals. 14 points. Uh, then Dundee on 16 points. Ross County on 18. St Mirren on 19. Livingston on 20. And Dundee United on 25. Aberdeen on 27. Hibs on 29. Motherwell on 31. Hearts on 36. Celtic on 45. And Rangers on 51 points. That's after 20 games. Everyone's played 20. So as you said earlier, 18 games to go. For Aberdeen, Stephen Glass, the manager, saying a number of clubs have registered interest in Calvin Ramsey. What do you make of the young defender? I like him. I like him. I covered a couple of the the under-21 games earlier in the season. I think he's another one, you know, what is it, where's we kind of bombing fullbacks Mm -hmm. and good football and fullbacks at the moment. We seem to be producing the right few. Uh, I would just like to see him stay at Aberdeen for a wee bit longer. He's still very young. Uh, try and establish himself in that team. I'm sure uh, Stephen would like that as well. But, you know, when people come looking, when teams of of any calibre in Scotland, if anybody's doing well, there's always going to be interest from, from bigger leagues or certainly leagues that can pay a lot more. But I would like to see Calvin Ramsey stay around Aberdeen and develop under Stephen Glass. Because Stephen Glass, we thought, you know, early in the season, he's got the backing of the owner because he brought him in from America. But it was beginning to look as though they couldn't buy a win for a while, but they've had a decent run towards the end of the year. Yeah, got themselves into mid-table and they're not a million miles off, you know, the top four now as well. So he's turned it round to an extent, you know, after a a difficult start. and Sometimes when you're coming to a club and you're trying to make him pressing straight away it can't be easy if it doesn't go off to a good start but he's stuck with it and he's turned it around a little bit there and they're, they're kind of in the right half of the, the, the table albeit I think Aberdeen will want to be a wee bit higher mm. so it'll be interesting to see how they progress Who's going to come third do you think? Could Aberdeen do it? Obviously the contenders are uh, Aberdeen Hibs Motherwell Hearts Good question I, th- mm. I think looking at it just now I think Hearts I yeah. think Hearts will mm-hmm. take a bit of shifting. I think they got off to a, a great start. They had a little dip, but they're still five points ahead of Motherwell. Uh, I'm sure Hibs will have a little bit to say on that. 
But I think Hearts will probably be the third best. You reckon the Hearts? Let's uh, preview the games at the weekend uh, and also a bit more on the transfer front after this. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Online, on the phone or at the dealership in Darnley, Glasgow. Let's go! Let's go. go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Simon Donnelly, he was at a World Cup in 1998 with Scotland. Is this the year where we'll be back at a World Cup, Simon? Uh, let's hope so. And uh, are you ready for Qatar? <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for Qatar, <laughs> but yeah, we'll give ourselves every opportunity. Uh, the game's in March, I believe. Is it March? Yep, March, two games so, in March. Yep. Yeah, well, our, our form's been great, and you know, there's been a little gap. Uh, and we hope our form doesn't dip within that gap but we've given ourselves a great chance uh, to get to another finals back to back finals would be brilliant after so many years without them the Ukraine start, stands in our way at the moment but um, we could could we beat Ukraine? will we beat them? I think we will I think we will I, I don't think it'll be easy but I'm taking a huge dose of confidence from the Denmark performance and even the other ones before that because we didn't go off to a good start in the World Cup campaign but we turned it round turned it you know, on its head and we give ourselves the chance now in the playoffs so looking forward to it What was it like? Tell us the day you got is that a call you got uh, in 98 for, uh, for the squad? Text, uh, was it text? Mm. We were coming back from a, a friendly at the end of that season and we were all in the airport and we were all getting it one by one A Scotland friendly? No, it was a Celtic Celtic, Celtic, Celtic. Okay, Celtic. so, so yep. it, it felt like a Scot because it was, I think it was seven or eight of us got the call up from that yep. season uh, So where were you when you got the text? It was either in Glasgow Airport, it must have mm. been Glasgow Airport, coming through security. And we were all getting the texts and I wasn't the first to get the text, mm. so it was like, you've got yours and you, mm. you were worried. Who'd got them? Go, Who got them? Uh, well, Jackie was there, John Collins, mm. Tommy Boyd, Craig Burley, oh. Dan Jackson. It was a right few of us, uh-huh. right few of us that and, year. But, uh, and then what does the text say? Is it from the manager? Just that you're in. Mm. Just that you're in. Uh, don't think it would have been personally from Craig. I think it would have been somebody at the, the SFA. But it was just to, to give you the nods up. This is that, and then you would get more information later on. But to get called in, it was yeah. it was pretty special. You must have felt it hairs in the back of the neck. It must be. You could to a World Cup. Aye, it's the pinnacle. It's the pinnacle. Uh, being a professional footballer mm. and then things like that, playing cup finals. But you're always. I think I've said to you before in the streets you know I was playing for Scotland you yeah. get your head and going to a World Cup yeah. because you're watching it we, I, I grew up with all that success mm-hmm. of Scotland getting to every finals so to get to the Euros in the summer was great to get to Qatar would be would be exceptional but I think we've got a good bunch there I think mm-hmm. we've got the ability and the quality there to, to take us to another another final I find it fascinating speaking to top players like you who can tell us about something that we could all only dream of boys and girls who love to play football or whatever sport to get to the top of that profession um, who did you think about then when you heard I'm going to the World Cup did you think of some school teachers or parents or do you know what? probably probably my, my parents yeah. you know because I knew they would be I knew first and foremost my dad would have been out of school when he was he was a teacher back then but I'll, I can say now he, he was dodging school to, get to, to, to get to Paris Mr uh, Donnelly was dodging the yes, school right good yes, breaking news breaking news <laughs> so for them really my yeah. grand, my grandpa who was still alive they, they all went you know so it must have been a great experience for them you never ever it's only now and it's on a, a smaller scale when I watch my kids and mm. how you feel watching your kids but these guys were these guys were in the Stade de France watching so yeah. it was special mm. for them 
It was phenomenal. I'll never forget the. I was lucky enough to go to the World Cups as well. Sadly, not as part of the squad, but uh, yeah, that was. Uh, it was a terrific tournament. It's a great place as well. So let's hope we're in Qatar. That'll be very dif- dif- different. I think it'll be slightly different from yeah. Day Paris. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I think the Tartan Army will still be there in force. Should we get there? They will indeed. So some of the headlines tonight, what are they? Um, there, there are reports that some of Scotland's games would go to England, some of our cinch premiership, if we don't get the fans back in. I can't see that happen, no. Simon. Do you not think we would be a laughing stock? We'd be transporting fans from Scotland to England to play yeah. in games when our stadia are here. So surely this 500 thing is really ra- lazy, I don't think there's a lot of thought put into that. The government or health officials, please put some thought, real thought into this. This is the national game and we should put proper thought. Look at the data. I know you're trying to do what's best, but let's do what's best. I mean, that would be nonsense, would it not? We'd be a laughing stock. It'd be ridiculous. I think it's a non-starter to to take games down south, away from, as I say, we've got fantastic stadiums here. Uh, And I read up that they're considering... And this is nothing against the kind of rugby, but they're, they're talking about the rugby being able to be 67,000 yep. days after the Celtic Rangers game. Calcutta Cup. How are we working that out? Sure. It's, it's bizarre. Mm. It's bizarre. I, I really hope we can get a solution. And I know the 17th isn't a million miles away, but I, I really hope we get a solution and we can get some, some more fans in pushing towards capacity crowds. And I hope the clubs are pushing it as well. Yep. They've not been vocal enough, I don't think. Maybe they're all doing it together. And I know the league, um, there's a spokesperson we mentioned it earlier on has been speaking. But come on, let's be a bit bold. Let's do the right thing and get people out there. Two of the um, pieces of audio that I enjoyed over the last week or so was um, Ange Postacoglu talking about the game without fans. I don't like it. Like I said, you know, I'm, I'm super happy with the way the boys went about it today. But did I enjoy the game? No. Like I said, I had a season of it in, in Japan and I just don't think it's it's the same game. It's this, you know, we all need to realise that it's the supporters, you know, that make the game, you know. They're the ones that create the atmosphere, that make those special moments and I don't think it'd be any one player or, or anyone, uh, any manager who, who enjoy playing in an atmosphere like this. Here, here. Ange Postacoglu and uh, even though he could be coming back and going into the game with Rangers on the second and he could be without the new Japanese stars uh, and also Tom Rogic but if that is the case that's the case yeah yeah just that's that's the way the cookie crumbles I think they've signed these players and if they're called up and they miss out they miss out but I think the thing that we take from going back to coming out that first lockdown or going through the the period of time there about fans it's just emphasised to everybody how important they are as a spectacle as the atmosphere I watched a bit of UV Napoli last night and mm-hmm. the fans were in and UV got off to a good start and lifted by their fans and yeah. it, it, I agree 100% with Postacoglu there it's a different game it becomes almost like a a training match mm-hmm. you know you can hear the echo of the, the, the players around about the, there's no atmosphere at all uh, I'm happy to say I never really played in any I mean hats off to the guys last year that mm. had to try and perform because it's it's, it's very unreal did you ever play behind closed doors uh, no you didn't no I don't no. think so I don't think you so you must just have missed that remember Celtic played at Rangers and there were no fans is that right no, there was no Celtic fans there was no Celtic, Celtic, Celtic game. fans I played yeah. in that you game did. Yeah. Uh, and even that you, you welcome, I, I liked that because uh-huh. it was yeah. four walls of blue and you were in the Lions Den That's and there was right, still yeah. something there you could still go and feed off something uh-huh. but an empty stadium yep. nah 
I remember interviewing Walter Smith just before it, and it, it, it never really happened, had it? Because at that no. point, the Celtic fans would get the Celtic end, yeah. um, and the way it should be, and the yeah. same at Celtic Park. Um, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst then, so he's been in, and after his last game, he talked about the winning run. I'm very pleased. Of course, it's you know difficult situation for both of us, for me as a manager coming in at this time of the season, also for the players to get a new coach, and 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 of course some some coaching staff as well. But I think we did uh, very very well just to continue the the work uh, Stephen did uh, with with the players adjusted it a little bit in areas I I thought we had to change very pleased because you know since I came in you know we had a uh, we had a lot of a lot of wins only one draw also in Europa League so um you know I'm very pleased with the with the performances the the players did since my arrival He's pleased. I like what he said there. And that he mentioned Stephen, Stephen Gerrard. So there's a kind of continuity there. What do you think about it now, Simon? Um, a good move for Rangers? I think so. I think uh, Stephen Gerrard was a, a huge name coming to the Scottish Premiership. Did really well. Uh, won the league with Rangers last year. And I think at one point that, that could have been a huge loss. But to bring somebody in, you know, who's well respected as well a huge name a fantastic player throughout Europe and at Rangers I think it's it's a good fit for Rangers he's got off to a good start it'll be interesting to see over the next period you know how he sprinkles his kind of touch over it you know bringing in maybe the Dutch element mm. uh, but yeah a good, a good move on the back of losing Steven Gerrard and you played in a Celtic dressing room up against a Rangers dressing room with uh, our own Barry Ferguson but some terrific other terrific players and the, the Dutch players, what, they brought a lot to Rangers, didn't they? Oh, the hell of a lot of players. The uh, De Boers, the yeah, Newman. The Boers were a wee bit after me. Newman, I played oh, right. against Newman. Yeah. I, I played against Gio. Uh, great players. Of course. Real top players. And I think I think Barry went on record at one point saying these guys... I mean, they went on to... Like, when Bronckhurst was Arsenal after that, Barcelona with Henrik. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> top, top performers, you know, and... I'm just laughing. None of the big clubs then just... It's phenomenal, isn't it? Where it's these incredible. guys went. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, the standards at, at that time and both, both teams. Yeah. But I think if you're a Rangers fan, I think it's despite what anybody said at the time, it was a huge disappointment losing Stevie Gerrard. Mm-hmm. But I think the club have did well to go and get somebody of the, the stature of Unbrockhurst. And I see they're saying, yeah, well, we've sold a reserve player for 12 to 16 million, but Nathan Patterson, it's the potential. He knows no fear, doesn't he? He's, he's not arrogant, but he's confident young player. And that's what I like about yeah. him. That's where mm-hmm. I've seen him when he, he came in at Rangers, he caught my eye. Then when he got onto the international setup, watching him for Scotland, everything was positive with him. Everything was going forward. I know he's regarded as a full-back and he'll learn that trade as he goes on. But that, that was thrown at Andy Robertson before, and it was thrown at Kieran Tierney. They, they were all right going one way, and look how they've turned out, you know. So I think uh, it's a good move for him, but he, he needs to go and play now. Can I throw a few games at you for this weekend then in the Championship? Uh, air against Arbroath then, so the Arbroath, the, the pace setters up against uh, Lee Bullen now in the dugout there. So that's the, the newest manager against the most one experienced. Of the, yeah, yeah. One of the, Who's going to win? Uh, Who do you think? I have to go with the old wily head of oh. Dick Campbell. Uh, I worked with him at Partick and it's great to see him topping the, the championship. But it'd be, it'd be a fantastic story if you could see that through right to the end of the season. I'm going to go with Arbroath. Hamilton against your old club, Partick Thistle. I have to go with my old club. Just because it's your old club? Aki's I are think a, they're doing well, though. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. they're in the right half of the, the division. I think they're a, a contender. Mm-hmm. I think Ian McCall, I think they've, they'll, they'll be up there. 
What about Inverness against Wraith Rovers? Certainly Inverness in contention and Wraith Rovers not too far yeah, away. Another another couple yep. of teams that are in the, the, the correct half. I think the top five. I think I'll go for Inverness at home. Going for Inverness. Morton against Dunfermline. Morton have just if they get a new manager in as yep. well. They have, uh, yep. I think I'll go a draw there. Going for the draw. I'll go a draw. And Queen of the South against Derek McInnes's Kilmarnock. I think the new manager syndrome I think Kilmarnock go off to a winning start under Derek McInnes and we'll go for an away win it would be great if they can get rid of the plastic pitch wouldn't it at, at Rugby Park not, uh, yeah. but both of them Queen of the South and I know Kilmarnock. I know, both, but both. I'm thinking of Kilmarnock if they come back anyway yeah, yeah. Aye. I know they uh, both have I think Kilmarnock yeah. will go off to a winning start under Derek McInnes and uh, in League One our own Barry I see that Alloa are going to keep the Celtic game at seen that. Alloa seen is that, that a good is. move Ran take it to Falkirk bigger stadium yeah I think so for these clubs, they have to wait up. I suppose it's it's more fans through the door, but do you stand a better chance on your pitch? They're, they're a plastic pitch as well. Yeah, that's right. So yep. do, you, do you stand a better chance of causing an upset? I think I'm kind of a traditionalist in that kind of aspect. I think keeping it at your own ground's a good move. Mike Mulroney's saying stay there. And in the first division, Airdrie against East Fife, Clyde against the leaders, Cove Rangers. Um, we've got Falkirk against Dumbarton, Montrose against Alloa, and Barry will be back with us a week on Monday. And Queen's Park, who were pace setters early on, looking for a new manager, up against Peterhead. Simon, we're running out of time. Quick, quick hour. That's it. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, the boys' Wonder. football back on, although I know the game's well, off tonight, the, probably. Yeah, yep. the, it was meant to be on, but I think the snow is going to curtail it till possibly next weekend. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back on Monday at 5, 5 till 6 all next week, and then we're back to the two hours here on the Go Radio Football Show. Any big signings over the weekend? Can you give us any insight, Simon? Do well, we reckon? <laughs> Let's hope we get the fa- Speak to Jim White on the sky. I don't <laughs> well, he was on the other morning and the, and the other evening with us as well. And let's hope the fans are back, Simon Donnelly. Yes, yep. 100%. That's it from us. Thanks to everyone who helped us uh, tonight. And we're back on Monday at five. And don't forget, Stevie Lennon will be on at, at seven in the mix then. See you soon. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com. Don't miss out on huge savings on your new taxi. Available exclusively to the taxi trade. Let's go! Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With Taxi Trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.